Welcome to Alderman Farms Radio, where life on the farm is about to get real. And now, here's today's program. This is a podcast where we'll be uploading the audio from our weekly live YouTube shows as part of the Homestead Network. For more information, you can check out thehomesteadnetwork.com for a list of channels and showtimes, and we hope you'll join us on our Alderman Farms YouTube channel. Thanks for dropping in. Now here's the show. Alrighty, I think we're live. Looks like we've got sound. Looks like we've got picture. And um, that's pretty amazing that if if we're live and you can see us and hear us right now because we just blew in the door. <laughs> I mean, we uh, we had we had planned on getting home uh, plenty early enough to uh, to get all this stuff set up and whatnot, but. We had a little bit of extra adventure on our trip, and we can't wait to tell you about uh, the Redeeming the Dirt conference. That's what this whole show is going to be about, uh, and and what happened in us, and what we think is going to happen through us. But to explain why we're running six hands around, uh, flying in into our YouTube show today, is because we had to drop our camper off. At, we had to make arrangements so we could drop the camper off at the shop uh, on our way home because uh, we had a little, I don't know if I'd call it a near miss. It could be a near miss. Yeah, but it kind of bothered me. So to backtrack a little bit, the first time we brought our camper out to camp, we had trouble. Um, I, I, the little hot water heater, and I think the hot water heater is about this big. <laughs> no, it's bigger than that. It's plenty big to get a couple of quick showers. Um, and it heats up really fast, but it's propane. And so it's got a pilot light. And yeah. the first time we took it out, it, it wouldn't light. It just, it would constantly. No hot water. No, so we had no hot water the first time we went camping. And it was only a couple of days, so it wasn't that big a deal. Yeah. So uh, the place where we bought the camper at Bus Supply in Macomb, Great reputation of taking care of their customers. Mm -hmm. We know several people have done business there. And uh, they were awesome. Very apologetic. Hey, bring it back. We'll fix it. We'll get you going. So we did. We took it out camping. Um, sometime after that, worked like a charm. No no problem. So we're like, yay, that's over. Well, day before yesterday, as we're in our camper, and we kept hearing, Poof! and when... When the pilot light goes out, a little light comes on in the camper to let you know that it's in the process of relighting. Yeah. And so that happened, I don't know, three, maybe four times. Yeah, at the most four. Over, over the course of a couple of minutes. It's that sound that, I don't know if you've ever tried to light a propane burner to boil crawfish or whatever, and it, like when air, it's just poop, and we could hear it. Yeah. And uh, so then it was fine. And so... <laughs> we we just went on about our business. It stayed lit. The water. We got to figure out how to turn it down, actually, because the water yeah, was, smokes yeah, when we it comes tell out. That. Yeah, I mean it's smoking hot. It's very hot. And yeah. I don't remember if it was ever that hot before, but I don't remember part of the problem. So as uh, thankfully, uh, in in God's wisdom, the last time we were camping, uh, we went camping with some high school friends of mine, and we they kind of more experienced camping in a camper. In fact, they've got huge campers. They've yeah. upgraded to these big Taj Mahal looking things. And uh, they were telling me, you know, hey man, turn your hot water heater off at night 
you know, because uh, constantly you've got these two propane bottles and uh, to conserve propane. So thankfully, we started turning our hot water mm-hmm. heater off at night to conserve propane. Yeah. Uh, so we get up yesterday morning, this morning, yesterday morning. Yesterday morning. morning. My days are all running together. So that first thing I said, back it up a day. Yesterday morning, we get up. Um, I just uh, just <laughs> had time to take a shower. And I hear Patty saying, something in the camper. Something smells funny in here. And... Uh, Next thing you know, I may tell this wrong because I don't remember. You take it from here. Well, I, you know, it smelled funny, and so I walked outside. It smelled funny outside, too. And, I, I, you know, I thought, well, somebody has burned some plastic or something, you know, and it's kind of sucked up through the air conditioning system or something. I don't remember. But um, when I went back inside, I still smelled it pretty good in there. So I don't know why, but I walked around to the side of the trailer, the back side of the trailer where the uh, hot water heater is, and it had black soot all on it yeah. and so i ran back i said get your ass get your ass <laughs> the hot water here is burning up i could have if i'd have thought about it i could we could have showed him a picture of yeah that. but uh, it scared me i didn't know if it was going to blow up i didn't know what was going to happen and so i turned off the hot water heater button i think i remember to do that and then tommy did the bottle so yeah i went ran outside and turned the propane off and uh, we didn't really need it you know so we called the i called the, the people and they were just they couldn't believe it and uh they didn't yeah. realize in my initial conversation with them they didn't realize we had turned the propane yeah. uh turned the uh water heater off at night and so the shop manager was like i i guess he was sweating bullets you know that that could have been a really bad deal yeah. so they were kind enough to give us the gate code to yeah. to let us in nobody's there and so we we went in and yeah. dropped the trailer and yeah uh, on the way so we don't have to make a second trip didn't have to make a second trip so yeah. anyway um so we're kind of scatterbrained. Hey, everybody. Hey, Big Bear. Um, There's Jana's there, too. Wayne is in the house. Hey, Jana. Uh, and I saw Cheryl, too. And simply. Simply yep. Yeah. Edward, Edward. Wheatree. Of course, and I Cam- knew Wheatree would be here. Cameron's here Hey, again, Sharon. Too. Cameron here again, too? Yeah, Cameron's Yay. here. Yay. So, uh, Amanda, we're not going to be able to say hey to everybody. I'm terrible at that. There's Kitty. Jay <laughs> Wallace. Thanks, y'all. We, um, we got so much to... So much that's on our heart, and it's going to be probably kind of scatterbrained. Um, we tried to gather our thoughts together on the way home. Yeah, to talk about. We knew we wanted to talk about the sh- about the conference. Yeah. So if you're if you're just tuning in and uh, didn't catch our show last week, I think we may have mentioned it the week before as well. Mm-hmm. We just returned from the Redeeming the Dirt conference in Gadsden, Alabama. Uh, you can look that up. My, maybe one of the moderators can put redeemingthedirt.com, redeeming, redeemingthedirt.com in the chat. And we encourage you to go check that out sometime or another. Uh, it's all about farming to the glory of God. Yes. Um, let's see. I had a, one of my pictures. I thought I didn't add it, I guess. Doggone it. I thought I did. Oh, well. Um, I'll tell you, it's kind of funny how God works because uh, I really thought that our whole purpose from, for going there was to hear from Joel Salatin. Yes. Uh, we've learned so much from him already. Yeah, we've learned so much from him. I know many of you in uh, watching this video, either live or on replay, are big fans of Joel Salatin. He's, uh, you know, when you say he's kind of like... Um, sort of the the godfather of uh, the type of farming that 
um, we try to do, yeah, you yeah. know, uh, listening, you know, to the way, to way God, you know, treating animals with care and, uh, respecting the chickenness of a chicken and the pigness of a pig and the cowness of a cow and, you know, just raising animals the way God created them to live. You yeah, know, that's the, be- right. the best, the best we can in confinement. Not doing anything to hamper the characteristics that make them what they are. Yeah, you know, yeah. and uh, chickens like to scratch, for example. So they need to be in an environment where they can scratch. Yeah, and eat little bugs and all that. So and listen, it was awesome. Yeah, we got it really I, was good. I, when, when we took that. I walked up to Joel at the end and asked him if I could, if we could take a selfie with him. I said, "This is a bucket list item for me," and he <laughs> laughed. And uh, so gracious, so down to earth. Yeah. And uh, but y'all, just a normal person, full full of information. Yeah, we uh, we had church. Yeah. I mean, it was in it was in a church building, and um, you know, each session was opened with worship. Um, very, very filled with prayer at, mm-hmm. at all yeah, different all points, mm-hmm. and uh, there's no way that that for the rest of this hour, Patty and I are going to be able to. I don't know. She's better at this than me, but my my head and my heart are just going a thousand miles an hour mm-hmm. um, w- with what we've seen, uh, beginning to see. Yeah, what we're beginning to see that that God wants to do. First in us and yeah, then through, through us, us yeah. um, in relation to uh, agriculture as a springboard for the gospel. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's too small. With, with everything that is our lives yeah. as a springboard to the gospel, yeah. of which everything. farming and agriculture yeah. is a part. But yeah. I can go ahead and tell you this now. Stay tuned to this YouTube channel. If you want to know more about what I'm talking about, subscribe to this YouTube channel because... Mm-hmm. We may have a directional change, you know, as far as um, how our, I don't know, not not like 180 degrees, but that's yeah, just a teaser. You need yeah. to watch and see what I mean by that. Mm-hmm. Um, let me, I think this would be a good time to read that, read this, uh, mm-hmm. this passage. All right, I, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to read you a passage of scripture out of Paul's letter to the Colossians in the very first chapter that that may be a summation of what we feel like is happening in our hearts and lives as a result of being with these uh, devoted believers yeah. and, in Christ. Yeah, and, and tell them Noah's name too. What's his last I name? I will. Oh. Noah Sanders. Yeah. Yeah, I, I got, okay, I got yeah. pictures of all of them and we're going to show them all of them and uh, I meant to go in a minute. I'll let you talk, and I'll go see if I can find that book. Okay. 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 But for, let me read this to you, and I just want you to to listen to the to the word of God as written by the apostle Paul to the Colossians in Romans chapter one, uh, starting in verse fifteen. First word is he, and it's talking about Christ. To pick it up in context, talking about Christ. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by Him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through Him and for Him. And He is before all things, and in Him all things hold together. And He is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead. Listen to this, that in Everything, 
he might have, he might be preeminent. Some translations say he might have the preeminence. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him to reconcile to himself all things. I didn't think it was in there. It is in there. Mm-hmm. Whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. Here's the deal, folks. We've had some repenting to do. I, I, me particularly. Lo, uh, lots of repenting to do. Because although I know I've been born again, I was born again in December, uh, on December the 4th, 1992. Um, remember it clear as day. But I haven't been living my life as if Christ Jesus is preeminent in all things. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting about the Greek word that we get the English word all from. Remember what Brother Larry used to say, a former, former pastor yeah. of ours says, all in the Greek means all. <laughs> so he has the preeminence in all things. And that means he has the preeminence in my schedule. Uh, or should. And he will. Uh, God willing. Uh, it's going to have preeminence in my schedule. That means he's going to have preeminence on my alarm clock. He's going to pre- have preeminence in my allotment of time. He needs to have preeminence in our marriage, in the way that I uh, behave toward my wife and my family, preeminence in my full-time job, and and as far as the specifics of this conference, preeminence in the way we treat our farm, in the way that yeah. we operate our farm. And further in that verse, it said he's reconciling all things to himself. And we are just birthed with, uh, or not birthed, we, we have had a, an excitement birthed within us yeah. that we're going to get to come alongside the ruler of the universe, Jesus Christ, in an effort, to not in an effort, to help him be his hands and feet, reconciling creation to himself, reconciling the land to himself. And so, uh, you know, I, I don't know, it's hard to communicate through this little webcam and through YouTube, the the profundity of that. That Christ is preeminent, whether we like it or not, whether we treat Him as preeminent or not, to the glory of God the Father. We want to get in on that now. We want to, we want to adore Him and worship Him and glorify Him in His preeminence. Um, even though he doesn't depend on us to do that, That's what an amazing thing that he allows us he allows to take us. part in it. Yeah, yeah. It's just really amazing. Thoughts? Um, I'm going to go look for that book. <laughs> it's on you. <laughs> yeah, all on me. Um, yeah, what, there's a lot of scripture. They talked about a lot of scripture and everything. And, and you know, it's lots of scripture that we're familiar with. Um, therefore, whether you, uh, 1 Corinthians 10, 31. Therefore, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. And, you know, I even did it with, with our little grandson, Tomas, when we planted the garden. You know, I was teaching him, you know, we pray and ask God to bless our garden, to bless our efforts. And, and God has blessed our efforts. And, and and have, we've produced a garden and everything, but it's and, and I've won, I've had the desire in me for a long time to be able to uh, share with others, which is what we kind of do through YouTube and everything, or we do do through YouTube, but uh, actually here at the farm too, and just um, 
going to this conference, it just it just uh, set me on fire about it, and it's something that I just I just truly truly uh, desire to do, um, and and I think that desire is birthed in Tommy too. And we've you know we've just we've had the desire for a long time. He has too, but it just I just can't explain to you. Um, the change that's taken taken place in us and in in me, um, you know, we uh, one of the songs that just I mean, just even the song service, and it wasn't, you know, uh, over spiritual spiritualized stuff. I mean, it's not, it wasn't, you know, um, you know, this weepy things to try and to grab your heart. It wasn't like that. I mean, God was just there, and He did grab our hearts, and um. I haven't shared this with Tommy yet, but one of the songs um, that we sang uh, right there um, was it was some of the some of the older praise songs was "I Exhaust You," and um, you know God just spoke to me that through that song, you know. And I know sign language, and we've talked about that on here before. And and I just saw a picture, and I mean this is the sign for exalt. I'm gonna get on the camera it, it, with ease, and you put it up high. You exalt. You exalt. And you say, I exalt thee, you know, for God. And I could just see that in my head. And, and God said, you know, you've been exalting yourself above me in a lot of things. Um, when you don't do what I, what I know I'm to do to be pleasing to him, I'm exalting myself above him. Whether it's with an argument with Tommy or getting aggravated with Tommy, I'm exalting myself above God because I'm not reacting the way God wants me to react. And so, I mean, just, it was just a, I told Jana earlier, it was just a great, great time of refreshing. And if we would have come away from there not learning one thing about farming, I wouldn't have been disappointed. I, I truly wouldn't have. It was just, it was just that God spoke to us so much there. Um, but we did learn some things about farming. We and did. Some things that uh, we kind of, practice we know about mulching and stuff like that and how you know how good that is and and all um and tommy at one time he he read about no-till gardening and i'm like well you can't not till the garden you gotta till the garden where it's salt dirt or soil as as dr uh oh uh -uh. would say uh -uh. <laughs> Evans would say you know i mean because i'm coming from what i know you know and, and i mean what i know my daddy did and and you know, my brother-in-law did, and, and even Tommy's parents, when they farmed, my papa when he farmed, and everything. But, you know, the idea is that, you know, by using the mulch and everything, you're keeping that topsoil there, and it is going to be soft. And you are going to dig a little hole to put your seed in, you yeah. know, or a plant in. But uh, the whole row is not tilled up and everything. So, I mean, we did learn. I did learn a lot. You know, and if, so. any, if any of you, uh, I think some of you, probably a good many of you, are familiar with uh, Paul Gauchy. I may, I may not be saying that correctly. Up in Washington State, I think, uh, with the Back to Eden uh, method. And there's some similarities, you know, in, in the way God spoke to uh, Paul through nature and the way that Brian Oldreeve from Zimbabwe uh, in Africa, uh, they, they kind of ended up on... In, in the same place and so there's some similarities involving we're not going to get into all the particulars of that um, um, here you know we can't but you know 
just stay tuned. We'll be talking about more about the methodology itself. Yeah, and as we learn more, because honestly, they were we were kind of a little jealous because today they got to go out to Noah Sanders Farm, which he's the guy. I think he really put this conference on, right? I, I, I mean? think the redeeming the dirt. Let me let me let me see. I got a picture of Noah. But um, he's the one that really headed up the conference and everything. And they're at his farm today doing a training session. And so we had to miss that. Tommy has to be at work tomorrow. And, you know, I've got my mom that I need to take care of. So we Plus we had our YouTube viewers. And we had to do we our YouTube We had our show. YouTube show. <laughs> so, you know, um, we weren't able to do that. But that's okay because uh, we did. We were able to get the DVD um, that, that explains much, much of of it and everything and so uh tommy actually has a clip of the found, founder of it uh, yeah brian oldry yeah. we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do a little something different here not right now but you know a little bit later on we're gonna play a video of the it's actually the introductory video of the training mm -hmm. um it's just a few minutes long but it uh it shows brian oldry uh, telling his story and uh, what God did through him, and I, just, I think you'll be you'll be moved and touched yeah, by it. Yeah. So he was a, the, uh, his wife was also there. Uh, Kat, huh? Kath. Kath. It's like yeah, Kathy, C A T H, yeah. but no Y. Kath. Probably her name is Kathy. I guess I don't know. Yeah, but, I don't but know. She goes by Kath. Kath. It's, yeah. It's typed as Kath. Yeah. And the uh, um, sweetest people ever. Yeah. There's such a sweet, sweet spirit about them. Everybody there. Yeah. Just so such a sweet. <coughs> Humility mm -hmm. and uh, and they actually uh, brought brought uh, a guy. Um, well, they're African, they're white, um, and then they brought William, which William is Tom, William Tom, yeah. and he's black. And what's so neat is my uh, daughter, my oldest daughter, has a friend at college from Africa, and his name is William also, but he is tall, tall, tall. So um, it was we met. We he's just. A very and and William that's here that goes to school with my daughter is a Christian, um, but uh, anyway it was really neat. He he did some of the demonstrations and everything. So. Yeah, when I when we met uh, William Tom who, who's from Zimbabwe, our friend William that goes to Jackson State right now is from Rwanda. Um, his family was actually badly affected by um, the yeah. genocide, the Rwandan genocide uh, years ago. And uh, but when we met William in Gasson, Alabama, from Zimbabwe, and I, I welcomed, I said hello to him, hugged his neck, and said, "Is everybody in Africa named William?" Yeah, is William, you know? He said, "Is William a common?" Name? And he laughed, and he said, "It's pretty common." So yeah. uh, I went looking for a book. I, I've got a link in in the description um, to to this book right here. Mm -hmm. This the there is this guy right here. That's Noah Sanders uh, that we showed you a moment ago. And uh, I encourage you to, to pick this up. I think it's only 15 bucks on Amazon. And um, if you're, you know, kind of a first step, if you're interested in uh, farming to the glory of God, uh, this is a good place to start. Um, you know, the Bible is, I don't know what all Patty talked about, so I don't want to rehash anything, but um, I'm, I'm going to start a study uh, uh, kind of on my own just going through scripture with agrarian eyes mm -hmm. and um you know so many of the scriptures are are think about how many parables are agrarian in nature right uh, a sower goes out to sow right um so it faith 
the size of a mustard seed and on and on and on and um, Old Testament feel with agrarian principles and I, I don't think that's an accident and so uh, I'm curious to see what what all the Lord will have to say out of that before I go any further Big Bear told me to say congratulations Wayne way to go Wayne apparently he beat him this week, and they've got a weight loss challenge going oh, on head oh, to head. Okay, okay. And uh, let me encourage you, fellas, on your weight loss challenge because I've been challenged. I've let myself, you know, I lost 80, 82, 80, somewhere in the neighborhood of 80 pounds for between uh, 2009 and 2011, um, and uh, for health reasons. But since then, I've gained about 30, uh, 30, maybe 40. Ish. <laughs> I don't know. Back of that. But you know what? Christ needs to be preeminent in my temple as well. And there's no excuse. It's just slovenness. Slothfulness. <laughs> and, Are you uh, making up words? Well, too? slovenly, I mean, I mean that's, I'm, I'm kind of mishmashing some words uh. together. But that's another thing that in His, in his mercy, I'm going to get a handle on. I'm going to allow Him to get a handle on it in my life. Um, and to to knock that off, I need to be in better shape uh, for His glory. Uh, we need to do everything to His glory. In fact, the Bible says that: do everything. Yeah, and I read that. I read that scripture. You read that. Yeah. Um, you and know, all, everything you do. Everything you do to the glory of God, mm-hmm. and that's not the way we've been living our lives. And no. um, could we be worse? Of course, we could be worse. I mean, but, we, we haven't been the kind of people that go to church on Sunday and act one way and come home and act another. Not that. Right. But we just still have not filled our life and given glory to God. And yeah, we, we, want, we want everything we do. Um, we want people, when they show up here, before, they even, before anybody even greets them, to look at this place and see it sparkling with the glory of God. That's right. It ain't sparkling with the glory of God now. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, so, but you know what? We're not. I'm not going to mulligrub about that. Uh, one of the things I, one of the things that excites me is that that's normally kind of my thing. When I get hit, when the Holy Spirit grabs me by the short hairs on the back of my neck, <clears throat> it kind of makes me want to mulligrub for a while. But that ain't helping nothing. That that's not glorifying God. If I feel the the thumb of the Holy Spirit telling me snap out of it, you know. Uh, live your life for my glory, and I get to feeling bad and dwelling on how I haven't been doing that, that's not glorifying that's Him. That's right. What will, glorify, what will glorify Him is when I say, yes, Lord, and, and ask Him to equip me and help me um, to do what He requires and what will give Him glory. Mm-hmm. I know what He did on the cross, and it, it shames me a little bit that I ever even... Think about living another way than than giving him maximum cool glory. glory. That's you right. know, so That's right. anyway, um, let's see here. I'm so far behind. Sharon Sharon made a comment and said to put the link that we need to put the link where they can buy the book through our web page or whatever it is. I did. It's in it's in the description. Should be in the description of oh, the okay. video already. Let me uh, just keep talking. Talk amongst yourselves. Mm-hmm. I'll go down here and look. Yeah, you see in the very first line it, uh, the, uh, of the description of the video, um, the part in the parentheses, Born Again Dirt, um, is, is the Amazon link. 
And I, I, I appreciate that. There's a disclaimer at the bottom of the description that says some of the links in the description are Amazon affiliate links. And if you don't know about Amazon affiliates, you don't pay any more if you click one of our Amazon affiliate yeah. links. Uh, whether you're buying an Instapot or a Born Again Dirt book, you get the same price anybody else gets. And Amazon gives us a portion of their part, which is pretty cool. And uh, right. yeah, so... Oh, wow. Jana says Paul lives in the town uh, she grew up in, went to church with him and his wife. Get out! Who? Paul Gauchy. Uh, I, I oh, may not oh, be saying so it right. Yeah, yeah. But from, I uh, think Jana did tell me that before. That is so cool. Farmer Meemaw loving her back to Eden Garden. Well, you, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of commonalities. Um, mulch is not necessarily as deep in this, in this uh, what you call it, um, process, methodology. And again, we'll be talking more about, we'll be doing videos on the process as we start implementing some stuff. Mm -hmm. One thing and, I um, wanted to uh, share, though, is the uh, the four things. What are they called? The four principles. Four God, principles, you know, God, yeah. um, I'll tell you what, maybe now would be a good time to show the video. Because I, uh, I think Brian actually talks about the four principles. Oh, and then we okay. can, uh, yeah, so that'll give me maybe a chance to catch up. And so, it's about seven minutes, you said? Yeah, it's about seven minutes. We just want to introduce y'all to him. I wasn't going to tell him that, but that's okay. We want to introduce him to y'all. <laughs> and just, just to, well, you can hear his heart for yourself. So it's a little short introduction. I need people to quickly, I, I hope I've got the audio so that, now Patty, I'm just giving you a warning. We're going to have to be quiet oh, because okay. I think, I think both our audio and the audio on the video is going to come through. Okay. But uh, again, the first part of this video is like this came off of a DVD. Uh, we have permission to have it, and and um, but you'll it's got that DVD introduction feel, you know, like um, introduction or whatever. But just hang in there for the first few seconds, and I believe you'll be captivated. Introduction. Welcome to the Foundations for Farming training video series. These videos will teach you a new farming technique that is simple and powerful as it is rooted in the Word of God. Foundations for Farming was founded by Brian Oldreeve in Zimbabwe. This is Brian's story. The whole adventure started way back when I left school and I went into the tobacco industry. And so I went into this with selfish ambition, hoping to, to make lots of money. I started growing tobacco, I enjoyed it. For nearly 20 years I grew tobacco. I became a Christian in November 1978 and then the Lord started to work in my heart and basically one night I woke up in the middle of the night and in, in about 1979 and I read the, the scripture for the day was from 1 Corinthians 10:31, and there it says whatsoever you do do all to the glory of God and the Holy Spirit came and convicted me hugely that and I knew that I was growing poison for a lot of people. And I, how could I be glorifying God with my life? So I promised God I'd never grow another leaf of tobacco in my life. And so then we started to grow um, food crops. We grew some maize and wheat. And uh, then we had, instead of this blessing we thought we'd get, we had two terrible droughts. We lost so much money and there were complete crop failures. And the bank said, look, if you carry on growing foodstuffs, we're going to have to close you down, but if you um, go back to tobacco, we'll, we'll support you. And it was a great challenge because was I going to follow God or follow what was convenient for me? 
Jesus says, if you lose your life, you'll gain it. If you gain your life, you'll lose it. And I decided to give up everything and follow him, no matter what happened. And um, so then we couldn't get a job. We lost everything, got sold up. It, we were in big disgrace with our, our friends and peers in the tobacco industry and the farming industry in general. And eventually I got a, a job working for a widow in the Tepe Tepe, uh, north of Harare. And this farm um, had didn't grow tobacco. It was growing maize, wheat and soyas. But it had been having a series of, of um, very poor seasons and losing money for a long time. And it was almost on the verge of being closed down in my role was now to, to go and try and bring it right. The first year, everything went wrong. Uh, this farm was losing money. Um, we made another loss. I was desperate because now this farm, it was three years after having given up tobacco to grow food and we'd had three very difficult years of crop loss. But God brings you through these periods as a time of great teaching um, your heart and dealing with a lot of the things in your heart. Like he had to break my pride and selfishness and selfish ambition. Eventually, um, I, ha I had to go and say to God, what's going on here? Um, we're just losing money all the time. Our costs were rising, uh, yields were going down, we were losing money. And so I started to really pray and ask God, what's the problem? And I think the Lord was preparing me to understand the dynamics of growing food and the profitability is so important. I'd heard about zero tillage, which had been developed in America in the 1930s. And, uh, and then I went to see the experts in Harare to ask them about this technology. And they said to me, no, no, don't worry. Don't even think about doing it. We've tried it 10 years ago in the early 70s and it doesn't work. So um, I was quite discouraged because I had a feeling in my heart that it was right. So with this um, conviction in my heart, I decided to go and see how he grows in natural creation because he created it all. And so I went into some pristine, beautiful bush like this and uh, he showed me his amazing ways. So here we're looking at God's natural creation. And here are the leaves that have fallen down in the ground. The grass has died down. And there's this beautiful blanket over the earth. And it's kept the soil beautiful and friable, beautiful structure. You can just smell the life in the soil. It's very beautiful. So I was amazed at how God grows in natural creation. And so that gave me the confidence to try two hectares. At that time, there was no literature, there was no information. Our research system and extension system had been so disinterested, I couldn't get any information at all. I decided to do it the very highest standard possible because I was wondering if perhaps it had failed before because of poor commitment and half-heartedness. And uh, everybody laughed at me. They said, no, it's not going to work. You're wasting your time. And I put maize into wheat straw and it came up beautifully. Um, that year we yielded 20 tons off the two hectares, which was 10 tons a hectare, which is a very good yield in those days. And we expanded over the next six uh, years to the whole farm. A thousand hectares was being done and we made a profit every year. We noticed our neighbors were going out of business and so we started to buy their farms up and add it to the trust's estate. And um, that farm after 12 years from the beginning was became 3,500 hectares of cropping, net cropping area 
um, with profitability every year. So after the wonderful success we had on the large scale, I believe God was showing me that we had to share it with the poor people of Africa. And uh, it was a very simple technology that was very, very appropriate for um, the people. And so that resulted in me seeking God and then he showed us the amazingly simple management system that he's given us today, which is on time at Standard without wastage with joy. So the success that we had caused us to be invited to many nations in Africa. And I noticed that Africa is the poorest continent on earth with so many natural resources and, and so on. And so I, d I asked God, what's the problem? Because it's getting worse. The world system and the church system are not reversing those trends. And then he showed me when I really inquired from him that there are two main violations of scripture. The first one is that we're a very selfish people. God says, as you measure, I'll measure to you. And we're a very selfish people, we're net extractors. And the second one was the violation of um, the parable of the talents. It says there, God says, that if we're faithful little, he adds to us. If, he, if we're unfaithful, he takes it away from us. The world system and man's understanding has been the problem and so God has got the, all the answers he's omniscient and he says in Proverbs 3 5 and 6 he says trust me with all your heart don't lean on your own understanding acknowledge me in all your ways and I'll make your path straight so it's just a very important premise that we hold in our hearts in foundation of the farming it's all founded in the Lord Jesus Christ and the Lord Jesus Christ and his unselfishness and his humility and um, and so we, we then go to him because he knows everything and we build on what he says and not what we think. Introduction Welcome to the Foundations for Farming training video series. So that's just a uh, snippet and boy it looks like my audio is just blaring. I hope it's not too loud on you now that we're back uh, on the live camera. But um, you heard the four principles that, um, that Brian found uh, in Scripture that uh, lead to profitability for these farmers in Zimbabwe. And they, they did a lot more. There were plenty of uh, photographic images of yeah. corn patches that were... How tall was Brian? I mean, he's 5'8". Five nine, something like that. You know, yeah, he's five eight. Five eight-ish, five seven, he five eight. Taller than me, yeah. And uh, you know, standing next to these corn patches that were uh, twice oh. his height. I mean, yeah. at least four or five foot taller. Than at him. least four or five feet taller yeah. than him. And um, you know, using the methodology that you know, following the patterns that you see in nature. And the four principles he talked about being on time because mm -hmm. God is always on time. Yeah. He's never he's never late. Um, uh, minimal wastage. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. Sorry. The second one is to a very high standard. standard. I mean, yeah. everything God does is to a very high standard. And I don't know. Was any of the pictures on there about how? I mean, it is just. It looks like it's per planted perfectly. It just is such yeah, just order. It's geometric order. order. God is a God of order. Yes. He's not a God of chaos. And, and I don't raise your hand if there's some days your farm feels more like chaos. And, um, you know, when, uh, when, when, when we have pigs that get out, is that their fault? Not really. 
they're they're doing what pigs do. It's it's my fault for not channeling their uh, characteristics, um, you know, in providing areas that they can't escape from and to train them and all that. But so very high standard on time to a high standard, mm -hmm. minimal wastage. We waste so much. Yeah, and you know, uh, water, we waste a lot of water. And I've been being convicted a lot about the, the water that we waste because we do waste a lot of water. Of course, we have to have the pigs a mud bath, you know, and everything. But, you know, sometimes we've, and we've, we've really cut back on our water usage, you know, because, you know, I just really have felt wasteful with it, especially when so many people, you know, they don't have water. You know, yeah, we've I mean, been very blessed with our well, and it's a good well. You know, we've been blessed with it, but, um, I mean, know, they, have... you know, that that's an application that they didn't have in mind. I mean, Patty's right about that, mm -hmm. and it's mostly my fault on that. But no. what he's talking about wasting water is when you have hard pan, yeah. you know, by, by, by neglecting the soil, yeah. not, not working to improve the soil mm -hmm. because good soil accepts water and you have to use less of it. Yeah. And when you put water on hard pan, uh, yes. so that it doesn't go in, it just runs off, yeah. you know, but, um, mm -hmm. but yeah, Patty's right about that. And, you know, we waste, uh, we waste sunlight when we don't, <clears throat> when we don't do our gardening so that, uh, photosynthesis, you know, is maximized and, and mm -hmm. things of that nature. And, um, you know, but, but one of the things that they harped on and I want to keep my focus on in my life is that these principles apply not just to farming and gardening, but they apply to everyday yeah, living. it does, it does. Um, I've got to work on punctuality. You know, I, God's on time, I need to be on time. Yeah, me too. And um, things of that nature. And the high standard, It's it, that goes in every part of your life. Every part of your you life, know. you know, and um, I need to, you know what, you know what a good high standard is that I don't live up to often enough? having the garbage out to the road before the garbage men get there. Now, part of it's on them, just a little bit, because they keep changing their time. But you know what? They always come on Thursdays. If I know they're coming on Thursdays, whose fault is it if, if they decide to come early Thursday and I don't have the garbage out? It's my fault because, you know, I need to take it out on Wednesday because I know they're coming on Thursday. Um, so uh, on time to a high standard, minimal wastage, and with great joy. Yeah. And raise your hand if your homestead or your farm sometimes you you do the work you view the work as drudgery. Well, and and any work, you know, got joy, joy, doing it with joy also applies in every aspect of our life. You know, um, you know, I, I just, you know, there's certain chores that usually falls on the wife that, and I just don't like some of them. I'd much rather be outside. And unfortunately, my house reflects that. But, um, you know, the dishwasher. I, I don't mind loading it. It's the unloading that, that drives me crazy. And I should do it with joy. And I should I should thank God that I have the dishes to unload out of the dishwasher because that means I have a husband. That means I have a family. And I could pray over them as I'm unloading the dishwasher instead of doing it as a drudgery. Yeah. You know, um, so there's all kind of different things. Uh. Um, that's exactly right. Uh, work is not a curse. Uh, yes, uh, because of Adam's sin, uh, the Lord said that by the sweat of his brow, uh, mm -hmm. the earth would, would bring forth. But work is a privilege. 
people fail to realize Adam was working in the garden before that, right? Uh, yeah. And so, you know, work is a privilege, and I need to view it like that. Whether right. it's work on the homestead, whether it's work inside this house, helping my wife, whether it's work on my full-time job. And uh, bye, Corey. Have a good week. That's, that's the baby boy leaving for college. Yeah, and I think now, Jana so. was saying, hey, Corey, she must have seen him uh, in the camera <laughs> earlier. You got to come say hey to everybody, Corey. Yeah, come come let, over here and say hey, everybody. This is our this is our baby bar, itty bitty baby boy, Hello. headed back to uh, to college for the week. He's uh, he's our farm help now. <coughs> Take holding down the fort for us. He did a great job. Love you, baby. Have yeah, a good week. So, um, anyway, kind of lost my. What was I saying? Oh, great joy. Yeah. Yeah. And I got such a kick out of William. Uh, from Zimbabwe, uh, when he was, I got a picture of the group of them that shows William. There he is, our buddy William, uh, right next. To, he's the one right next to Patty. Yeah. <laughs> that's the, <laughs> that's, that's starting from your left to right. That's Patty, William, Tom, Noah Sanders, who is the Foundations for Farming USA representative. And he's kind of put on the Redeeming the Dirt conference. And then there's Brian Oldreeve. And the fat guy on the right is me. Um, so, but William, uh, William put on some, he did some training. Let me make sure I've got, before I do this, I want to make sure. Yeah, that's right. Uh, William did a little training. And, of course, I enjoyed, you know, one of the things he said when he was talking about this, doing, working with great joy. You know when they're when they're having to take over Where is the or, or, or bring a brand new oh, batch, woman. Oh, uh, uh, to get it ready for cultivation. You know it's the, it could have waist deep weeds or, or just big huge briar bushes or all kind of stuff in it, and they call that eating the elephant. That that mm -hmm. process is eating the elephant, and the reason they do is because. You're probably familiar with the old saying, how do you eat an elephant? Who knows how you eat Did an you elephant? This one? So it should um, be better. Well, it's, I can't, because of the delay, it'd be difficult to wait for your answer. I'm sure I'm sure everybody knows that okay. if you eat an elephant, okay, you can move and put it to the opposite and, side. Uh, so, you know, if you had a, a huge patch that you that you had, and you've all you got is hand tools, and you have to get that patch ready for a garden, um, and you're looking at the whole patch as a whole, they could get pretty daunting i would imagine uh so they don't look at it like they look at it as one bite at a time and william talked about that in terms of working with great joy uh that there should be a big little pig there if you can bring it that would be that, great uh, that brian outlined and he said when, when you're out there if you've got this huge spot you need to and it's going to be a ton of work yeah he said you know when you start to feel your joy slipping, go sit down, <laughs> go do something else, yeah. or take a break. Yeah, or or block out just a piece of it that you can get done with joy and feel good about what you did. About don't worry about the beat. But okay. Our driveway alarm's going to go off a couple of times, but by the time Patty gets over there to turn it off, it'll be over with anyway. So mm -hmm. um, I'm, I'm sure you can probably hear, but that's what that beeping is, and it'll beep two or three more. Then it'll be over. But mm -hmm. uh, let's see. Uh, I never thought about that, but that's uh, 
that, that's a good point. Yeah, and, uh, that is good. Yeah, and uh, that's a, you know. See, see, that's why I like to go out and work in the garden. Yeah, probably so, <laughs> probably so. I do love it, but I'm going to tell you something. I still like to see them rows when you just do yeah. those. I don't like raking them up no more, but uh, I like it when Tom, when I till it up and Tommy goes and rows it up for me. I like to see the way that looks, but you know what? You know what that is? It's order. There's no grass. It's all uniform, and that's order. And I can get the same enjoyment out of the way we're going to start doing the mulching and the yeah. wide. We're going to do wide beds, you know, for our vegetables and everything. Yeah, so. probably permanent beds. Mm -hmm. And, um, so. you know, we're kind of really excited about it. We're really mm -hmm. excited about, um, I don't think it's a, a secret, you know, but our goal, we don't know how soon we'll be ready to do this, but our goal will be um, to have a model home, you know, not just a model home, but a model garden. And um, Well, I, t I told them about our desire. We've had a desire for a long time to have people here and to, to have different, you know, classes and teaching and everything. But that just this really has just really lit a fire under us. Yeah, it's really it's really lit a fire. And um, to uh, sort of repent of the sin of inhospitableness you know i mm -hmm. i think uh, we yeah. need to be more hospitable yeah i mean we're we're nice enough folks we're friendly you know <laughs> and uh but we haven't been intentional about it right you know we haven't right. been intentional about saying hey why don't y'all come come by and, and you uh, know I th the busyness of life i mean you know j this just you know i remember growing up and mama and the neighbor used to sit outside almost every evening in the swing and visit or or, or at least three or four days a week you know, they set out and visited and everything. And, of course, my daddy had died, so Mama didn't have the responsibility of getting supper for her husband and all like that. But me and her had to eat. But they spent time together visiting and all. And people just don't do that anymore. And, and I think it's something that, that we need to be intentional about. Yeah. So. Well, uh, Mother of Many Horses said uh, her first garden was a 4 by 4 plot that she broke the sod by hand. Wow. That was some work. That was some work. But, boy, didn't you, didn't you feel accomplished? Yeah. And you probably loved that garden like a baby. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, so, yeah, we're, um, we're excited about that. Rain mm -hmm. says she started out very similarly. Um, Donna, I'm, Donna S. says there's this man slash farmer ran into on videos. He can't find him again. I don't think, I don't think this man they're telling us about, but he goes to Africa to teach all the time. Hmm. He lives on one of the islands. When you say islands, I don't know. I mean, I, I was thinking initially about Paul uh, Gauchi. I don't, I don't know. I don't think he. I, I don't think he lives on an island. I think he lives in Washington State, um, and I don't know if he hmm. travels or not. Uh, certainly not. I mean, it's not Brian. He, Brian does a lot of traveling, uh, but he he lives in Zimbabwe. Uh, that that's where yeah. his home is located. I guess Africa's a big island. <laughs> Giant. <laughs> it's a huge, humongous uh, island. I guess you could look at it that way. But, um, uh, hey, one thing that, um, that they had different discussion groups and everything, and one group that I went into, uh, you know, there was some younger people than us there, older people than us, our age. It was, you know, it's all, all ages. And even people had come that uh, really weren't farmers. I met this little old lady that she... Uh, uh, what is it? Agrarian lifestyle? And, yeah. um, anyway, she said, I don't even have a garden, but I just thought it would be something neat to come to. So I thought that was really neat. So I yeah. enjoyed visiting with her. And she was just open to information and just enjoying meeting people and everything. Yeah. But um, in our group, you know, some people were like, 
where do I start? You know, and then we're like, where do we go from here? You know, because we, you know, um, by our sharing all, you know, we've been a little bit overwhelmed with, with what we have going on and everything here. Yeah. All the pigs and, you know, and everything. But um, We're whittling them down, though, little yeah, by little. little by little. But uh, anyway, uh, one thing that, that Noah, Noah had suggested, he said, you know, I think it was Noah, and it could have been Nick, I'm not sure, but I believe it was Noah. He said, know your goal, what, what's your goal in 10 years, you know? Look at what your goal is for 10 years from now, and then work backwards from there to where you're at right now, whether you don't even have any chickens, whether you don't even have land, um, and then go from there. And, of course, you know, it was a very encouraged to start out small, you know, and do what you can do. But I wrote these three things down about your goal and in 10 years where you want to be. First off, pray, and then plan, and then prepare. You know, and, and that's... You know, you, you can see where God's leading you and let that be where your goals are, where he's leading you. And, and another thing, I just have to share this. We don't have much time. But um, and I meant to write this down after they quit talking where I would remember it. But, um, and I can't remember who told it. Tommy remembers I start telling the story. But um, there was this lady that wanted to have a garden. And she lived in an apartment. And I know that there's some of y'all that have uh, made comments before that Joel. you don't have the space or whatever. Joel Salopin. Anyway, um, she really, really wanted, you know, to be at a garden. And she only had one friend that had a yard. And so she approached that friend and said, you know, somebody encouraged her to do this. And so she approached that one friend and asked if, that, if she could put a garden in their backyard. And they're like, well, yeah, you can. And so she did it, and she made a beautiful garden, and she was able to share the produce. Well, the neighbor was like, hey, do you think she'd want to put a garden in my backyard? And she's like, well, I'll ask her. And so she was overwhelmed. She's like, sure, I would love to put a garden in there. Well, she ended up having, me and Tommy differed on the numbers when we talked about it afterwards, either 15 to, or 18 yards she had a garden. And what was the name of the, what was the name of her business? I wrote that down. Mm. Oh, anyway, you yeah. You wrote it down? I did. She had a bicycle. She had a bicycle. With little saddlebags on it that had her gardening tools in it. Yeah. And she would, she, and her business name was, drum roll please, it was great. Well, I'm not oh, going to borrow, borrowed, borrowed ground. Borrowed yeah. ground. On borrowed, on borrowed, borrowed ground. ground. Yeah. Now, as she has, she ended up working full-time. I guess she still works full-time farming, and she does not own any property. Doesn't own so, any property, yeah. I mean, you so. know, you honestly could do that with animals if people were willing, if you had somebody that was willing. You could do that with animals. Um, you could do that with gardening, you know, and everything. So, you know, that's why... You know, look at what your goals are, what, what they, they are in 10 years. Pray about it. Um, make some plans and prepare. But be open to be creative because what if that perfect piece of land don't come along, but what if so-and-so has that perfect piece of land and they're willing to let you yeah. borrow land? That's right. So, anyway, it just Bye, Tams. Eyes. Thanks. Thanks, yeah. Jay. Uh, so many, so many kind comments. I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, thank you. Uh, welcome aboard. All right, I'm going to try this. I think I know how to pronounce it. Uh, a homestead heart, Lawana. I think it's Lawana. Uh, it's either Lawana or Lahuana. <laughs> but uh, anyway, welcome here. And Freaky, your first visit. This is the first time you've been here. I guess I just see you in all the other chats. So sorry about that. But uh, what? <laughs> that wasn't nice. 
Well, no, Freaky said my. I, I, I'm confused because Freaky Geek Two says my first visit as well. Heart huh. talking to uh, Homestead Heart, and so I'm like, that surprised me because I'm so accustomed to seeing Freaky Geek, Geek Two in the chats. Okay, um, right. I just assumed I had seen it here. So thanks, Rain. Appreciate that. Um, yeah, everybody, but, but, remember in the next four minutes, you're going to go to the Big Family Homestead. I think the moderators are putting the link in the chat, uh, mm -hmm. which is uh, always helpful. Appreciate that. Thanks, Kitty. Yeah, and, it's done a great uh, job tonight. Kitty. I didn't, Thank you so much. I didn't much. check my schedule again, but I'm assuming that following Big Family Homestead will be uh, Tommy over at Off Grid Nation. And then J&J Acres after that. Boy, I wonder what Jared's going to talk about. I oh, happen to know. <laughs> I know. He's either going to be real talk nice about us. Yeah. Or talk ugly about it. Yeah, he's either gonna be real he's either gonna be happy and all that or he's gonna be rough as a cob. I happen to know how his morning went. Actually more we than morning, heard, more we day. Heard again, huh? Yeah, well when we passed through that area oh. I, I told him uh I told him I said, Hey I honked. Did you hear me? We're passing through and he said, I'm still doing whatever he's doing, I'm not gonna tell you. He said Hey, thanks for joining us today on Alderman Farms Radio. We'd appreciate it if you'd subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Stitcher. Also, we'd love to hear from you. Email us at radio at aldermanfarms.net. And don't forget to find us on social media. We're on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. And our address is Alderman Farms. Thanks again for joining us today. We'll talk again soon.